I want to spend a few minutes uh, to speak to you, and I'm going to do this again on Sunday, but I think it's really um, time for us to, to take some stock in who we are as believers with regard to what we face with what is technically known as, as COVID-9, which is the coronavirus um, reality. And I'm using that word very selectively, the reality uh, of what this virus is. The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter four said, be anxious for nothing. How many things, church? Nothing. Good, bad, indifferent, nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And then let the peace of God, which surpasses our human understanding. You see, our human understanding right now is saying, man, we have a pandemic going on. There is no pandemic that is bigger than God. There is no thing that we face that he is not able. He's still El Shaddai, amen? He's our hero God. And so I think we need to keep this in focus as to who we are as believers and as Christians. Jesus himself, speaking to the apostles in Matthew chapter 6, told them, don't worry about your life. And he went on to give a tremendous description of clothing and food and all of those things that are necessary and reminds us if God clothes the grass of the field, if he takes care of sparrows, are we of not more value than they? Amen? Do you believe that, church? Do you believe that? This is important for us to believe what we believe. Because if we just came tonight to a public gathering to discuss philosophy, then I would be the first to tell you, let's go home and not risk being here tonight. But we've come to worship the king. We've come to study the word, which is the word of life. We've come for a purpose and for a reason. Our God is worthy of our worship, and his word to us is life. And so there's a reason we're gathering together tonight. This is not flippant. We didn't make the decision to continue to hold church uh, because we just want to test to see uh, whether we can withstand this onslaught of coronavirus. In 2 Timothy, Paul writing to a pastor, a uh, his friend, his young understudy Timothy, said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, amen, but of power and of a sound mind. That sound mind is interesting because it is indicating that our mind needs to be unrotted. It needs to be sound, it needs to be strong, it needs to be healthy. In other words, we need to think correctly about all things, including things that may frighten some. And I mean no disrespect if you're here tonight and you're struggling with what seems to be this tremendously severe outbreak uh, that we're faced with daily, minute by minute, in the media, I mean no disrespect to you for how you feel about it, but I'm here to tell you that our God is bigger than the virus that we call coronavirus. Amen? 
In Psalm 33, it says this in verse 10, for the Lord brings counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of peoples to no effect. But the counsel of the Lord stands forever and the plans of his heart are to all generations. And blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people that he has chosen as his own inheritance. And we have that inheritance in Christ. That's who we are. And while our government tries to figure out what to do about the coronavirus, I believe it is incumbent upon us to place our faith, our hope, and our trust, not in government, but in the Lord. He is still the king of heaven. He's not the president of a country. He isn't a political ruler. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. And he is able and very up to the task. As Solomon would write in Proverbs 19, listen to counsel, receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. And there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel shall stand. And so what I would say to you tonight is I myself personally and we as a staff consulting with doctors, attorneys, insurance people, and people of every shape, size, stripe, and color with regard to this problem have listened to counsel. And the counsel to a person was, don't panic. Now, why is that? Let me be very specific with you. You had a thousand times greater chance of being in a car accident on the way to church than catching the coronavirus just catching it. You had a thousand times greater chance. So let's not overblow what is obviously a problem and turn it into something it is not. This is not one of those things right now, currently, there's been exactly one person in Los Angeles County that has perished from the coronavirus. That person made a lengthy trip to South Korea, contracted it there, came here, and then passed away. So I, I'm telling you these things so you're not overly concerned that every single person you come across is perhaps a carrier of the coronavirus. That just simply isn't true. Now, should we be wise? Absolutely. Should we be prudent? Absolutely. Should we cancel church? Absolutely not. Amen. Amen? But we are going to make some changes. And those doctors have given us some very wise counsel. Some of these things you know, some of them you do not. But as we get through this time where there seems to be an increase in the rate of spread of this particular thing, this is still a flu. It is a very virulent flu. It can, especially in elderly or infirm, people with, that are immunocompromised, it can absolutely be serious, but it is a flu. It is not the bubonic plague. It is not cancer. It is not Ebola. It's not cholera. Uh, over half of the people who contracted it in China are completely fine. They've gone through the flu. They're out the other side of it. So I'm giving you these things, and they're being recorded right now so people can watch it online later. If, if you get this, chances are you're going to recover just fine and you're going to have the flu. What we want to avoid, including here at church, is spreading it. So here's what we want you to do. 
If you or someone in your family is experiencing flu-like symptoms, that means you have a cough that is deep and pervasive, that means you have a fever. If it exceeds 101 or so, make sure that you please do not come to church, stay home. Also check in with your doctor. You're gonna find that your doctor, probably your medical plans have set up now triage tents outside of most medical facilities and you won't actually even be able to get into your medical facility. They're gonna wanna talk to you before you even get in. So your doctor may tell you that he'd like to video conference with you. Take him up on that, take her up on that. Get some good wise counsel about what to do regarding your particular flu-like symptoms. And here's the glorious thing. Does everybody know that we live stream every service? You can go on your phone, you can cast it to your television, you can grab yourself a computer and an HDMI cable and the adapter to go to your cable, you can plug it into your side of your TV, and you can get all of Calvary Chapel South Bay right there on the screen in your living room. So if you're ever homesick for any reason, you can still keep up with church. Please do that. We want you to be engaged. Worship the Lord. Go grab some elements of communion. Be in church even if you have to stay home. While you're here at church, we have put together an action, action plan that contains these steps. You're gonna find hand sanitizer everywhere. Uh, we bought out as much as Costco had. And so there are literally, we, we could fill a pool with hand sanitizer right now. So uh, we have that everywhere. If you go to the restroom, please avail yourself of that antibiotic soap that's in there. Wash your hands, wash them vigorously. That means you rub them, guys. That means that you don't dunk them underneath it and pull it back out, done, wipe it on your pants. Actually wash your hands. Uh, if you have to sneeze or cough, please do so into your sleeve. Um, do not cough into the air. That is how this virus is chiefly spread. It is airborne, so make sure that you respect the people around you. Uh, we're going to be doing regular disinfecting after every service in here. Every service, we will come through and wipe down the top of every pew because this particular virus lasts for up to three days on hard surfaces. It lasts just an hour or two in the air, maximum, but on hard surfaces, especially plastic and metal, uh, it can last a while. So we'll take care of sanitizing the church for you in a very, very meticulous fashion. We're not going to be encouraging you to greet one another with holy kisses, holy hugs, holy handshakes, or any other holy thing where you have to wholly hold somebody's hand, okay? Uh, we're gonna try and keep that on the down low for a little bit uh, while we're getting through the worst part of this. Uh, we also want to encourage you to use as much space as we have here in the sanctuary, which tonight you have done all very nicely. Uh, the recommended space is about five or six feet. Uh, some of you are way too close. Now, if you know the people that you're with, then by all means, sit next to them. If it's somebody you don't know, if you want to take a little extra room, there are seats for 2,200 plus in this sanctuary. So by all means, spread out, get yourself a little extra room. Um, we do not know when we are going to get uh, any type of directive from our government. Thus far, all things uh, regarding gathering are, man are not mandatory. They are simply voluntary, and so we're going to continue to meet. Uh, if we have to use more of our overflow space, we will, especially on our Sunday morning services. We're going to have every seat available that we can, and we'll have live streaming going on virtually everywhere. So you can come to any part of the church. That would be the fellowship hall, the NPR, the overflow, the cafe here in the main sanctuary. 
The last thing, which is probably the thing that you were wondering about, because we normally do our offering right after that final worship song, uh, in order that we not have to pass the tithe bags, which those of you that normally attend here at Calvary Chapel South, but you know that those have a wooden handle on either side. That's a hard surface. So in order to keep you from having to touch that tithe bag, pass it to the person next to you, that could be a method of transmission. We are going to have our ushers standing at the back of the sanctuary along with our agape boxes, which are always there. And you can just simply drop your tithe in buckets. They'll be holding them. You don't need to touch them. Just drop it in the bucket and go on your way. So we'll make sure that we then take the responsibility of touching those envelopes and everything else and that you don't have to touch the bag or anything else like it. Now, why are we doing this? Uh, because we really believe that we need to continue to worship the Lord. That we're, we're not gonna give up worshiping the king simply because there's a virus going around. We're not going to forsake, as Hebrews 10 reminds us, the gathering together of the saints, fellowshipping. And so we're going to keep meeting. Uh, if you're one of those people that's concerned, by all means, watch online. We, we don't want you to feel bad about doing so. If it's something that frightens you and you can't get past it, then take advantage of the fact that we live stream every service. You can watch on Facebook. You can watch on our app. You can watch on your computer live stream. The bottom line, family, is that we are going to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Amen? We're not going to lean on our own understanding. Amen? Because that might come from fear from the media. But we are going to, in all of our ways, acknowledge him, just exactly as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, and know what comes after that, and he will direct our paths. Amen? So this is our plan for the near term. Uh, if we're forced by some measure to have to change it, or if there's a reason medically to do so, uh, we will, but we encourage you now to spread the word. Um, we're going to be meeting right here as we always meet. Amen? And so encourage each other. Strengthen one another. Lift up holy hands. And let's continue to do what we've always done, which is to honor the word of the Lord gathered together to be strengthened, especially in these times. There is no greater time for us to be gathering together as the church than a time of crisis, amen? Can you imagine if the early church facing the Roman onslaught is, well, you know, let's just not get together anymore. So we're gonna gather together and worship the Lord, amen? Amen.